Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hey, legendary human. Yes, I'm talking to you. Love the show? Why not joining hundreds of creatives already part of our collective for monthly masterminds, challenges, masterclasses, and so much more? We help creatives make a positive impact in the world with their message and their content. So give your creative work the visibility that it deserves. Find out more about how to get involved in the show notes of this episode. I was just queuing as I normally do and how I normally teach. And then afterwards, I think it was when we were skiing, I said, we were talking about it and everyone was like, oh, did you enjoy, the, did you enjoy Sarah's class? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just really didn't understand when she said like, lead with your heart or bring your heart forward. And I thought, my heart's in my body. Like it's in my chest. How can I just move that forward? Well, hello team. Hello. Hey. All the teams. All the teams, all the teams that are talking about this week. I thought we'd talk about chilling. Um, my favourite. <laughs> my it's hardest. Not, I'm not very good at it. Yeah, but you, you, you've got to tell me off, though, if, you're not, if yeah, I don't know, which helps. So I think you just kind of like, you have to find that person that is good enough to tell you to chill. Like, I don't yeah. think we need to tell Amy to chill, because you're probably the most grounded of the three of you us. You are very grounded. Oh, I don't know. My mum tells me to start working, like, every day, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you think I'm really chill and zen, because I like to give off that vibe. <laughs> But then I still do have rules. Like mm. I always switch off by like nine PM. Yeah. Like phone is yeah. off in flight mode, nine yeah, PM. Sometimes nine fifteen if I've got to finish off some stuff. <laughs> but like a phone is off, like I might not go to bed, but I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Do you honestly think my worst thing is just the energy? Like mm. my energy levels are Sometimes, like, I'm through the roof. <laughs> like okay. a child on a bag of Harry <laughs> Thanks, guys. So this is the people that I have to work with. But Laura. that's what you need for someone like you. Like, you need... I know. Yeah. That's exactly what we want from a from a creative boss. Like, you need someone who's got loads of energy and loads of ideas and all that kind of stuff. I think one of the things that just don't, we, we don't realise, and I'm going to go into a wood tangent that I'm going to close very quickly, but I think because of, like, the guest that we're going to talk about, which is Sarah Malcolm can bring a bit of a wood tangent here it's just i am an empath aka somebody that mm-hmm. really feeds off other people's energies mm-hmm. and, and moods so unfortunately that means if i'm in a room full of people which happens a couple of times a year with a lot of people yeah. i just feel people's energy if i'm yeah. talking we should do a lot right now public speaking i feed off the energy so i tend to give out a lot of my energy to people which is what people actually love but i think that's my even more than not stopping working which i know is an issue is literally being able to protect that kind of energy so mm-hmm. like instead of you know the day after an event like the awards which just happened a couple of weeks ago you know I'm, uh, I was on a flight to Italy instead of you know for example taking a day fully mm-hmm. to do nothing it's just it's really hard for me to kind of remember those boundaries mm, yeah. so some of the other ones I'm a bit I'm better like you said like no phone no airplane mode sorry airplane mode yeah. no bloody emails mm. you know things like this but then it's, it's so easy to hand out the advice though it's so much harder to do oh so. yeah oh yeah Definitely. But it kind of like just, it's a bit of like that self-awareness that at least you know, kind of like, yeah. I think a lot of, it's a lot of us really struggle just to understand actually what's the weakest link, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like knowing actually where, what we need to work on. Because I think yeah. all of us need, ideally, to just work a bit less, at least in our heads. A lot of the time it's just our head that keeps going yeah. and that's the problem. That's my biggest problem <laughs> is that I 
do things that I think are chilling out or relaxing or stopping mm-hmm. that really aren't. So things like listening to a podcast episode. If that yeah. podcast is about marketing or food or photography, I'm still working. Like, yeah, I'm still, still learning yeah. there. I'm still making notes. I'm still, you know, that's not me switching off. The same as if I'm doing a recipe, maybe. If I'm just making that for dinner and then sitting down and enjoying it, then fine. But if I'm writing out the recipe and taking photos and think, you know, again, I'm just still thinking mm-hmm. about my job. So I always think like, oh, I'm really chilling out here. And actually, I just haven't <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, not at all. So trying to find, I've recently been listening to Off Menu Podcast, um, hey, which has been that. really... Oh yes, I, I do I do love doing podcasts. So it's so yeah, funny. it's just two comedians and they invite a guest oh, in and they talk about their dream menu. And yeah. it's just really funny, really easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. And it's a proper switch off. Like I'm not thinking about anything else. I don't think about work and I just enjoy yeah. it. So trying to find things like that that really are chilling out and stopping. I would I would say I am a thing about unsurprisingly, I have loads of hobbies. Loads of hobbies. <laughs> I used to be a music journalist who so list listening to music was a big thing. I love movies. But also I love drawing. I used mm-hmm. to do that a lot at uni. I was like, yeah, intensively listening to Russian lessons, like just doing like a full drawing with colours <laughs> and shit. Um, and that's been a big thing for me and it's been something that I picked up recently again. So no mindful colouring and all that boom bums. Not because it's bad, but just... <laughs> yeah, a I, bit I, more I just, creative. I literally... And I, I found literally it. coloured mindfully <laughs> last week. <laughs> but that's fine. But that's, you know, that that's kind of like a little activity for me. I was like, drawing actually was a big passion because I'm actually not too shabby. Um, and it was literally, I forced myself to do it. Um, and I know it sounds really bad now, but one of the things that I would do now mindlessly, I'm really not proud of it, but maybe somebody else does it too, please. Tell me you do. <laughs> Your phone, you know, you're kind of like, even if I'm like going to talk to somebody and stuff, sometimes you just mindlessly, mindlessly yeah, go on your phone. I don't do it as yeah, much. Yeah. I I've don't do that. Well done. I try to be really do good. Really actively, not as Yeah, as like, because yeah. so it's here with me, yeah. but screen is down, like, it's constantly in the yeah. airplane, no, not airplane mode, it's constantly in the do not disturb mode. Yeah. So yeah. nothing rings, nothing pings. That's good. You know when you sit there, at di- like, and you see people at dinner, and they're just both on their phones? Yeah. It literally drives me crazy. Like, if I know I'm expecting a message or a need to reply, I will say, yeah. I'm really sorry, I need yeah. to get on my phone. But yeah, people scroll and spend hours, mm. but I try to be quite efficient all yeah. the time on my phone and then I just put it down I'm really good when I'm with people it's more if there's nothing to do oh, I need yeah. to pick yeah. up something that's why now I'm picking up it's kind of funny if I pick up something yeah. that I'm going to draw then sometimes it's like I can be asked and then I do nothing yeah so I just have to it's kind of like the, the, the cigarette kind of analogy I need to pick up something else that is going to stop me yeah. from doing that because otherwise you just I'm like okay I spent one minute doing that why yeah. and I don't remember it yeah. so but no, when it comes to the, the whole like, dinner that I'm good at that yeah. is definitely no that's so bad yeah no, I'd never have it out on the table and things like that. It's funny, it's kind of, it comes full circle, because my grandma now gets her phone out of the table. It's if funny, you think of all yeah. of the times where my grandparents and parents have been like, phone's away, yeah. and now they're sat there. I know, my parents are like, oh, don't worry, it's just a text. I'm like, phone's yeah. at the table. What's the <laughs> yeah, rule exactly. that we have about that? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> it has, it's come right round. Yeah. I think there is an awareness, though, in the younger mm-hmm. generation of being on your phones too much. Yes. Whereas yeah. I think with with my grandparents, they've just found it. So they want to be on it all the time and they want to know what's going on. And yeah. it's so exciting because it's something that they can understand. They feel cool and, you know, happy that they can be part of that group. Whereas yeah. actually it's quite a lot to like, learn if you've oh never gosh, grown up yeah. with it. So they feel really proud and happy that they can kind of join in with that. But yeah, she whipped out a phone at the table all the time. So funny. It's so cute. It's like, yeah. hey, Grandma. <laughs> well, my mum sends an emoji, which is like the next version of emojis with herself. And she does little like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> And it's so funny because like um, talking about mums and stuff. And then I was like, don't worry, guys. My mum is sending me another emoji where she's speaking <laughs> to me as an avatar. Again, so she actually helps. I shouldn't say this, but she helps my brother when he has any tech problem. Yeah, my oh, mum does. Right, she yeah. is like sixty plus. She's 65, 66. She is quite techy. So we always had that. So I've always been very much like quick understanding and using mm-hmm. technology a lot. So for me, being analog, even just reading an actual book instead yeah. of a mm-hmm. small things like this, I'm just trying to re-add them because it's not something yeah. that I haven't done it. I'm just kind of like balance myself out of yeah. it because um, I think if you work online, which all of us do in one way or another, mm-hmm. and interact with screens a lot, you kind of have to be a bit more, as you say, whether it's setting rules or boundaries, yeah. or just finding out, as you say, like, what you're doing already that's sabotaging you. you yeah, know what I mean? exactly. And then just find the, the best swap. Yeah, it's like when people say, yeah, I really relax by going hardcore at the gym. And it's like, well... That's not relaxing. It's, if it, it's it might feel like an escape, but yeah. if you 
are constantly you're like that stress response is on all the time yeah i mean imagine sarah talks about this too the idea that you're actually doing exercise is good your body and calming for your body and yes. isn't just yeah. full on all the time it's because not. that's not going to be good for you long term that's what I love about her as well like a lot of the things that when Sarah talks about this Sarah sorry um talks about this and like talks about like also her experience with yoga and all of this it's just that element of grounded and as yeah. you say um obviously she does it more because that's how I make her feel mm-hmm. but then I think also a lot of a lot of people still the penny doesn't drop because we don't get that conversation about literally the science of it being like fight or flight mm versus your brain just not getting the response of like everything is happening yeah. and trying to find the dopamine response with everything we do whether it's an email whether it's a notification mm-hmm, yeah. our brain feeds off that yeah, absolutely. and it's kind of like um bringing it back to that kind of inner awareness and her what i like about her and a lot of people like her when it comes to the online space is that she's trying to bring back that conversation mm-hmm. through obviously the kind of movement that she does but just like then their social accounts and there's so many people right now influencers, bloggers, and, and kind of like digital, I don't know, like figures, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. coaches, et cetera, et cetera, that are advocating and like trying to kind of get that conversation going mm-hmm. when it comes to just like being able to switch off a bit more. Yeah. I don't know if you saw um, the 48 hour oh, yeah. digital detox. Yeah. yeah. Like all weekend yeah, with, um, without your phone. Yeah. 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 Max. Max Lamana. That's it. Yeah, and um, uh, our mutual friend actually, Romy, did it once, and she was said that she was like literally no electronics, and it was like mm. she was so hard. Mm-hmm. And then she read my book that night. Anyway, that's why yeah. that's why I know because she told me that like she was doing that as well. Um, but again, you don't have to go that cold turkey all of yeah. the time. But I think it's just a nice little experiment yeah. to see what happens, what comes up. I think actually Sarah does mention it in the podcast mm-hmm. um, about her doing that as well and yeah. what and you know it works for her as well. It's a really nice thing to do. The only thing I really struggle with is sometimes I find it because I don't live with my boyfriend so if you live with your boyfriend or your family or somebody that you see mm. all the time it's much easier to do I it agree. together you can sign off for 48 hours and you can yeah. spend time together if you don't live with your family or partner or whatever then and you don't get to see them that weekend then uh, my way of communicating with them is yeah. through my phone I agree and you know I like phone calls yeah, with that's my boyfriend I, I like being able to text him throughout the day and kind of seeing what he's up to and chatting like that so I suppose it, it really depends on how easy it is mm-hmm. for you. If you could sign up like sign up to it together and and both kind of commit to it and go and do something or taking a weekend away and you know then having a bit of time off. No, but that can be just, really hard. It's how you catch up with friends though. Yeah. Like when I was away um earlier this year, um I would just kind of be off my phone throughout the day, for example, just completely in the moment with my family mm. chilling. But then it's like, yeah, I had some group messages from my friends I yeah, want to catch up in. So I just kind of did that but just to see like a snap half hour of it mm, and so yeah. that it didn't interrupt my whole day and I thought I could kind of chill out um so I think yeah trying to find ways around it but I don't yeah. think I could go like 48 hours offline because yeah. yeah I just wouldn't stay in touch with anyone yeah. that's quite an important like social element yeah. I suppose it's about bringing awareness to when you pick up your phone yeah like exactly if you can build a practice where you know that you're using it because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even realise until they're 15 minutes into scrolling that well, you've picked what, it up and yeah. that's why the new screen it. time is really fascinating yeah. the new iPhones they allow you to actually give you the screen time because sometimes I've done the experiment of looking at it and thinking kind of yeah. like what I would guess it would be and I was like oh that was way <laughs> off the mark oh yeah I don't have mine on <laughs> I've never looked at mine <laughs> I do like it I, I don't take it like as, as a hard proof but it's just interesting because I'm like yeah okay but there are a couple yeah. of weeks where I've been really low and I've been when I was on holiday because it's the same concept yeah. as you and um, I'll keep wi-fi off and stuff until I was back and then I'll check in the evening and be like cool I'm mm. alive great yeah. and then switch it back off um, yeah. but I do agree the fact of having the most important people that you engage with every day with you mm. especially on the weekends yeah it's such a difference because yeah. I literally yeah. don't use mine on my phone usually on weekends yeah if I go on holiday I just, that's it, I don't use it ever. Yeah, you did tell us, actually, like, I'm not going to tell you. I don't take it with me. I, like, I really enjoy that freedom from it, but I yeah, don't do I it do. all the time. Yeah. I take, you know, specific times or when I'm on holiday or mm-hmm. short weekends, whatever. But yeah, it's it's just, again, I think everybody listening is just going to, like, maybe just taking what, what Sarah's talking about, Sarah's talking about today, what we're talking about today as well, just to think a bit about, you know, mm. where, where do you see yourself, if you're happy with it as well, like, if, if somebody's genuinely happy, mm-hmm. I mean, like, no, actually, the way that I'm living with my phone, the way that I'm dealing with it, I'm happy, it works for yeah. me, that's yeah. not, it's not a case of, like, saying that you must be wrong, 
I just struggle to believe, let's say, to somebody that is insomniac and says to me, no, I have a great relationship with sleep. I struggle to believe that yeah. you are 100% sure about that. So, yeah. it, you know, you probably, if you're honest, you will know if you're happy with where yeah. you're at. But if you're not, obviously, we'll give you a couple of things that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah's going to talk about a couple of things that she does. And hopefully, you'll find a way, especially now that we're getting closer to the hibernation months, which are my favorite. I was going to say Samantha's favourite. <laughs> I love winter so much. Literally. Fab hates me for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I just find it adorable because literally, like, even when it's summer, I can still see you with your sweater on. Yeah. She's not with a sweater on. I just cosy. But I can see, I can see you visually. I can, mm. I can literally see you as a little bear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is naturally, that's what we all do. We just kind of, like, hibernate, like, we're talking about it. Um, actually, with Amy a couple of weeks ago, we're like, well, we usually mm. go to work, not always, but often. In winter months, well, we talked about it with Sam before, but Amy confirmed that it gets really, really hard because it gets so dark yeah. so quickly. Yeah. So those months are the ones where you kind of really want to make the most of the time that you have and just be aware that if you're a bit more sluggish or if you're a bit more like yeah. wanting to go, it's fine because mm. it happens. Yeah, just so. like listen to your body about yeah. it and it's actually really normal. Yeah, like, yeah, it's totally fine if you feel more tired because it is dark. Yeah. And you don't want to go outside because no. it's cold. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> And especially because you have a Lumia too, I have a Lumia as well, which yeah, is this kind of like... Um, uh, no, you, yeah. no, I don't have a wake-up alarm. I don't have alarm. I really like mine. My little... Because in the summer, I sleep with my blinds fully open. So yeah. I just let... I love exactly. the light coming in in the morning because it wakes me up. But the Lumia is a satellite. It's, I just yeah. explain to people that they know what it is, like a satellite, which helps, as you said, like with mood as well. And it just kind of recreates the, the um, sunrise, actually. Mm. And I've had mine for like eight years. It is so nice. You kind of wake up over a half an hour period where it gets goes from dark to night. Really nice. Sometimes I wake up before the top. Yeah, I don't touch with struggle. Yeah. No, but I mean I don't. I like just like waking up with light. I hate mm. it when you wake up. And you think, oh. oh, I've got to force myself out. Yeah. It just helps that feeling. Well, guys, I really hope that we give a couple of tips and things that you can do. Obviously, as I said, we're literally going to jump into this conversation with the lovely Sarah, whose even voice will soothe you down already. So that's great um let us know um what you think about the episode somebody enjoyed what i said great <laughs> apparently <laughs> i'm always here to entertain guys we all one day um show notes are going to be as per usual you can find them in the link below also find out more about sarah if you love this episode please 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 share the love and give us a review and five stars on itunes that all helps and we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, ladies. Hi. Goodbye. I think the more you remove yourself from the other person or the people you're interacting with, the further away you are from them, whether it's with video and then even worse, if you can even share the video, harder it is to connect with them and understand kind of like where you're going mm-hmm. with it. I don't know if you've noticed that, because mm. I guess you're very much in the moment, especially when it comes to teaching to people. And I think teaching something like anything, obviously, when it comes to like a physical movement class, mm. but especially yoga, there's that kind of connection. Yeah, if I've taught stuff with like a microphone on a stage, I'm instantly like, <laughs> not connected to anything. <laughs> it's so hard. Have you done that? Like a mm. big, big stage? Mm. What was the biggest? Um, I did one at the... BBC, you know, at the White City, you know, that circle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The circle of BBC. The circle. When they relaunched that space last April. Nice. I did classes there outside on stage with those people. And then then I did, um, what was that lovely new festival in March? Oh, wait, uh, Live Well. Live Well. Yeah, yeah, you did Live Well. Mm. You were involved. Uh, was it in uh, which studio was that? Because there was like different areas as well. There as well. If you were walking in, it was the first one on the right. Oh, okay. So very which was great. It was so lovely. But then there was a, I don't know what studio was behind it, and it was like boxing. <clears throat> yeah, Box, yeah. <laughs> it was boxing or hit, depending on yes. the, on the time. So it was great. I think it was Core Box, so one of those kind of like London like boxing studios that are really loud. Yeah, the one that you were talking about was the one when you get into this festival, kind of like a festival trade show mix show thing. Um, we were there exhibiting. We were actually next to both of them. We're in between the boxing <laughs> and in between the other one. 
uh, where they were doing different kind of classes. So one ear was boxing, one ear was doing like. There was also like a, a dancing class. Oh, was that in in your the studio that you were? So it was quite big. So yeah, I, I do appreciate. And also, it was a bit darker as well. Mm. I think it's a different vibe as yeah. well than like kind of like airy cute. You're again, not that yeah. there's not anything yeah, wrong yeah. with that, but I guess you have. When did you actually get qualified again? Um, I did my training in autumn. What year are we? 2019. I did it in autumn 2017. Yeah. So I've been teaching for a year and eight months. Nice. Yeah. What's that again? <laughs> Which is so crazy. It, it, it kind of feels like longer and it feels shorter at the same time. Yeah. Feels like I've been doing. I've been teaching yoga for ages, and also I know nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Though? Yeah, in a lot of, in a lot of. I think especially if you go to a new studio, or you have a very challenging class or a different class or a, whatever it is, or you challenge yourself to try something slightly different, then you mm. kind of go back to the learner or to the student yeah. level. Yeah, but I think when you're, I don't know if this is the case with PTing or other, other form of exercise, but. I feel like I'm constantly a student in yoga because I go to classes to learn yeah. and to move in different ways. And I think, I don't know, do you find that it's the same as PTing or going to classes? Yes, in a way where I will do that. I think it's also the person. It depends yeah. on the person. Like I think if you are somebody that tends to learn a lot or like implement a lot of things and wants to try new things, then yeah you're always in the kind of like student mindset of like, oh, this thing, I want to try this now because I've done it. I used to do that when I was PTing a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, a couple of years actually. You can go down that way. Um, if I saw something cool in the class that I could replicate understanding mm-hmm. the form and how to teach it, then I will add it to my class as well. Um, you know, obviously it has to fit within the plan that I was doing, but if it would fit, I would do it because I enjoy the move. So yeah, I like to try it on myself before I will get other people to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I just, I just, it's hard, especially when you're literally leading somebody with your body, with their body, or everybody. <laughs> but you, are, you have to understand how it goes through your mm. body, because otherwise you wouldn't really understand if somebody gets their hand up and they're like, I just can't. You know, they're doing a squat instead of a deadlift, is because instead of hinging, they're just going down with their bum. And I'm mm. like, mate, you have to hinge, which means it comes from the hips. Yeah. Mate! Mate, you've got to hinge. Mate, you've got to hinge! <laughs> um... But, you know, when people, and also people don't realise that when you say to them, you have to hinge your hips, I, I think because I'm a foreigner, second language, to be honest, I wouldn't even know in Italian how to explain that. But you're like, what does that mean? I never hinged before. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. mean, I don't know how to hinge. I never hinged before. Yeah. Great, what does it's that mean? never hinged. <laughs> <laughs> I know, do you know what a hinge is? Yes, but like, uh. <laughs> But I don't know if you had it as well. Sometimes when I was, um, was in a yoga class, actually, not too long ago, and the lady was very fluid. She was going with water because mm-hmm. summer. And she was saying stuff. And actually, there were a couple of yoga teachers. And I was looking at them. And even they were confused about what they were meant to do. Because she took it a bit too far with a kind of like, and now whoosh your, whoosh your hand up. And I'm like, whoosh. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop. And then just and then just get it back under. And then it has to go through the other, the other side of your body. And I was just like, wait, what? So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's kind of like, sometimes we assume people will understand, mm. but we also have to be really careful about what we're saying. Yeah. And I guess it comes from our very... Yeah. And I learned that. I was um, in my Bethnal Green class. A friend of mine came, and he's never done yoga before. He he cycles a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was before we were going skiing, so he wanted to come to yoga to like get supple, you know. <laughs> get supple. And get really supple. <laughs> And I persuaded him to come to my class, and he was great. Like I love having beginners in my class because I just love seeing, I love seeing the shock on their face a lot, <laughs> and I love seeing them think like, "Oh, this is new," or "Oh, I can actually relax there." But something that triggered in my head, I was just queuing as I normally do and how I normally teach, and then afterwards, I think it was when we were skiing, I said. We were talking about it, and everyone was like, "Oh, did you enjoy the? Did you enjoy Sarah's class?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But I just really didn't understand when she said, "Like, lead with your heart or bring your heart forward." And I thought, "My heart's in my body, like it's in my chest. How can I just move that forward?" And you know, you don't even think. I was like, "Gosh, yeah, 
I cue a heart, moving your heart all the time. Yeah. And for people who have never done yoga or well, that's completely new, yeah, they must be thinking, she is crazy. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember um, before, this was when I was probably about 18, I was going to a class with my brother and the teacher was fab and it was near, near where my parents lived. It was, I can't actually remember what kind of class it was. Um, but her cues were all like, move the move your skin off your bones and all this stuff where you're kind of like mm, does that make sense but when you think about it something does happen you're like oh yeah I can move my the skin of my right thigh down slightly <laughs> maybe it's just like yeah, a softening yeah. in the muscle but you're like mm, maybe that does work <laughs> but at first you're like so what yeah exactly like huh <laughs> <laughs> so what <laughs> but I think that's the thing as you said it just comes with uh with Putting yourself in, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, which is something you have to get back to constantly when you are getting further away from the beginner stage, if you put it this way. Yeah. And you're trying to tell, like, for me, it's the same when we teach something, when I'm doing like a Q and A for the member, for the members of the community, or anything like that. And some people are, you know, are trying to explain to them, and then I'm like, sorry, what, what are Instagram stories again? We can mm. we know we mm. came to it usually happens with one to one clients. So usually people that come to us as a members in community that be more of the same level. But we're a lot of beginners that I work with on a one to one basis. And sometimes I'm talking about things that I think are basics, like setting up a newsletter and why you have to set up a mailing list and people are still like, eh? And like, oh, so what should I put in the mailing list? And I'm like, Your blog post is like the whole thing and I'm like ideally no, you wanna <laughs> things that to me seems obvious, so it's always kind of good to be able to be I guess exposed if you want to put it this way or in contact with people that have different levels of knowledge about what yeah. you know because otherwise you can you can get stuck yeah you can and you keep you're in a bubble and you want to keep pushing people higher because and again we might go now into a territory that actually again somebody was having a conversation about this and that famous whooshing yoga class about the yoga bubble mm-hmm. and kind of like again yoga yogis looking a certain way or yoga being a certain thing and being associated with she's nodding already uh, <laughs> and I think I can be in the same position when I'm like I'm talking to a lot of influencers and bloggers that are maybe young they're very hip they already know how to do stories before they even know what an influencer is but then there's some people that are older and they just kind of want to get into the online world and for them that stuff is still very new so it's kind of good that you get reminded that you need to be able to cater for different people if you really want to help as many people as possible. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> we were nodding on the yoga bubble. <clears throat> oh, I was nodding on the yoga bubble. <laughs> but yeah, again, I see it more f- a slight bit more from the outside. Yeah. Um, I've been in the fitness industry as well, so I've seen it in the fitness industry too. But I think the yoga one is such an interesting one mm. because it can also be the lifestyle and obviously I think almost... It wasn't as much as the, 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 the studios. It was also a lot of the economy and the products and you know that kind of feeling that was attached to it the change probably from what I think a lot of people experience especially when you go and learn yoga as a yoga teacher training so what are your thoughts on that well I kind of get in two minds about it all because half I'm a teacher who I mean I can't do a handstand I can't do crazy inversions Mm -hmm. and I don't really feel like I have to be able to do all those things in order to one be a good human two be a good teacher and two be a good uh, three sorry be a good student at yoga and of course it's it's a it's a practice that's why we practice to do it daily or whenever whenever we feel like getting on the mat blah blah it's a practice so you don't have to nail stuff which is definitely how I feel about it and the way that I like to teach and I like to bring people into yoga who perhaps aren't that into it or I don't know I just try to make it as accessible for my students as possible and a lot of the time that is just moving your body in a way that feels good for the human yeah um so the it's it's hard because there are some absolutely incredible yoga teachers in London who are so modest and so humble and don't do Instagram and don't sort of big themselves up like that and their classes are incredible like the class I went to this morning and but then I think that they're sort of struggling non-stop to earn a living to be a yoga teacher yeah and so they're probably teaching 
five classes a day and running all over London. And then the, the flip side of it is the business of yoga, which doesn't feel like yoga <laughs> because it's a business side to it. And it's a lot of ego and a lot of show off stuff. But it's hard. It's really hard because that turns into the sort of yoga bubble of of how many followers do you have on Instagram yoga side, which is just not yoga at all. And <laughs> look what I can do yoga side. If you can't do a handstand, can you do yoga type, type thing? But then I think, I don't know, Fab, it's so hard. Whatever makes the individual happy and the the yoga teacher, the yogi happiest yeah in the way they teach yoga I think is how it should be if people want to to live in that sort of like powwow high ego yoga life then let them (laughs) I like the fact that you I think it's all about understanding that that's kind of what what it looks like and what it feels like yeah because once again it is and I think it's also something that you said that actually made sense. And it's kind of like, okay, there's the bad side, all the questionable for people's side, for some people's side of the, again, the business, let's call it business or yoga, just mm. for the sake of calling it something. But then also, as you said, realistically speaking, though, having that following, having that people, having that mm. can help because objectively it can open you up to more opportunities. Exactly, yes. So it's kind of understanding that there is... You know, there's the two two sides of it, but obviously, but well, one of the reasons, obviously, that I want to talk to you is because you're cute and I like it and I like it. But it's also a case of knowing where you got to, thanks to also the way that you've been so proactive about the pers- not the persona necessarily, but the, the the way that you showcase yourself online. Put it this way, because it's right. not a persona, but the way that you portray mm-hmm. yourself, the way that you share with your audience, the way that you provide value to your audience mm-hmm. online, and the way that you try also to kind of like educate them as well as much helps yeah we were talking about right before uh you know right before this we talked about you know understanding where things come your way what are you actually doing and as you say sometimes you do know sometimes you don't know because you know had a busy week and then a week after you just get out of stuff and you still keep on going which means it comes to a place where things start trailing off because you have the momentum mm. and it's all about being able to understand if you need to look for more opportunities or if you but at least you have the, the option if that makes sense yeah whereas as you say some people struggle they do five classes a day and it's not going to be sustainable for the rest of your life mm-hmm. to keep running around all over London just to get some classes you need to find other ways to sustain yeah, yourself exactly and yeah. it's kind of like that's you know that's and sometimes the resistance comes from what you said don't want to subscribe to the business of yoga because of reasons but then you think but maybe having a different, a slightly different plan that opens me up to more people could actually be beneficial yeah. for me. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. And I think that at the heart of it, if you've done yoga teacher training, you're definitely in, well, I hope, in touch with a lot more sort of emotional side to yourself. Because going through teacher training is basically therapy (laughs) I definitely felt like it was therapy and so you've got that connection so it shouldn't really be a yoga bubble because you'd hope that all of the humans who have yoga in their life have that sense of love for for all and I don't know I'd like I like to think I switch between day what how I think about this but I like to think that the teachers that are perhaps a bit more in that bubble or a bit more on a high horse are still at the heart of it. They still want their students to soften and explore and play and learn and that's what that's what it's all about. But yeah, I totally agree with you. If you have a more business side to your the way you teach yoga you will get more opportunities and fundamentally you'll reach more people and that that's the goal really. Yeah. And you know that you want to make a, a positive impact on more people, as many people yeah. as possible. So you have to find the best way to do it for you and for others. Yeah. But realistically speaking, it does involve getting out of 
those 20 to 30 to even 40 other known people that you have in a yoga class? Yeah. How can you do more for more people? Yeah. What I actually wanted to ask you then, because it's that thing where when you get into this industry, especially this industry because it's a, it's a baby industry compared to most like fashion and beauty, like health and wellness is still relatively baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know everybody, you remember how you met them. Oh, or, yeah. you know, or when. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was circa 20-something. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely not a baby, so we can go with that. <laughs> but again, so I don't remember exactly when I met you, like where you were within that kind of level, of within your journey. So I kind of wanted to ask you. I remember when I met you. Hmm? I remember when I met you. Well, tell me then. Was that a cycle event? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> so cycle is like soul cycle, but for London. Even if soul cycle now is in London, so it's confusing. Yeah, it but confusing, it's, just, yeah. it's just spinning. Per cycle. cycle. Psycho, it's basically spinning. Yeah, I and it was just a a lovely spin event, and I met you. We did that um the mannequin challenge. Oh, we did the mannequin challenge. Yeah. Well, you can find on oh, my Instagram actually so because I loved it so much. I posted it in the feed. It was so funny. But that was the first time. That's the first time I met you. Oh wow! I don't know when that was. Like three years ago, maybe. Yeah, my hair was spiky and blonde, so definitely yeah. old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, thank you. Throwing that out there. <laughs> Actually, it was a great challenge. So that if people can find it, it's a good one to look yeah. at. Um, so yeah, basically, then probably kind of ties in with pretty much where you were bubbling the things and, you know, in the training and stuff. So if you could, obviously, I'm asking you to go back in time, which looks like you're better than me anyway. So, <laughs> but how... So where were you at when you decided to do your training? And you were doing the training and you were looking into actually doing more and more of the yoga teaching, obviously. Um... Do you think that the you know being online and starting to go online and actually having those conversations helped you, or it was something that you actually didn't necessarily really capitalize on when it comes to time and, and effort until you actually finish your training? Just to understand, because obviously we're a different breed of health and mm-hmm. wellness professionals. If we're gonna put it this way, so we were not kind of like coming into this straight after years and years of training yeah. and teaching so. no that's interesting I think because I already had I mean I was already actively on Instagram with f- more food stuff and I was I loved yoga so I was putting s- some yoga content out there and then I thought I really don't have anything to go off here so then I started thinking I'd like to do my teacher training because one I just think it would make me more um what's the word I'm looking for like I just had more purpose or more reason behind what I was doing. Yeah, a little more. also trustworthiness. I yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah. Um, so then I did my, was doing my training, and I think because I had that presence, not presence, but slight following, it was baby, still baby, but mm. I was then able to already create relationships with other yoga teachers or brands, um, studios, and before I'd even finished my training, I was offered to teach at Mortimer House, which is where I still teach. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So I think that if I hadn't had that sort of um, connection with Instagram, with online, with people in the wellness industry, I wouldn't have got that. And a lot of the... my peers who I did my training with found it really hard to teach straight away when we graduated okay yeah and I was kind of like oh gosh thank goodness that I've got (laughs) this because I would probably never have the guts to try and find a studio to teach in and it meant I could teach straight away and get right into it which really massively helped um which then gave me the confidence to start building my own events and I was doing a series of yoga and brunch events at Mortimer House so I do think, I don't know if this answers your questions completely, but I think um, having had a, a sort of online presence definitely, definitely helped me or encouraged me to teach more and to start building myself more as a yoga brand. That doesn't make sense, does more it? More as a yoga brand. Eh, you can call no, yourself think- a brand, yeah personal brand, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I think people kind of get confused about what you should call yourself, you're like a public figure, you're a brand, you're a, you know, you're a teacher, obviously you are also a teacher, but I think one of the things that I say usually, you can consider yourself part of a personal brand if you have a, if you have a slightly different strands, or if you have a little like, um, you know, 
fingers in different pies, put it mm. this way. Because realistically speaking, again, some yoga teachers, they potentially are, I'm thinking about very big, well, some personal trainers actually, so I'm going to use that. Or you know, yoga teachers like the Yoga Girl, for example. Mm-hmm. They are a personal brand, but they also are more of a public figure kind of, mm. so like color, it's Sinus, sinus, sinus. It's a sinus. Sorry, because I can't still pronounce her name. It's been like four years. I still can't pronounce her name. It's great. Uh, I mean, I feel like I nobody can pronounce my name, so it's only fair that I will stumble. Same thing. It's a brand as well as a bit of a public figure, but it's still a personal brand, and they then develop different things. Whether it's just the guides and then the app and then this and that. So people struggle with it, but I think you can consider yourself a personal brand, especially if you want to develop it into different elements, including podcasts or video series or different products or events. You can call yourself a personal mm. brand because objectively there is that element. Like You will potentially have more yeah. people helping you or assistance or whatever it is that turns you into, especially if the brand is built around you and your knowledge and you are the face of the brand 24-7. It's a bit different when uh, you're offering products before anything yeah. else, does it yeah. make sense? So your personal brand becomes more as a founder, for example. Um, to give an example, one of the best ones is Azo. I think Azo Wallace from the Food Manica and she probably 20 times already. <laughs> Every single time. Sold Azo. Uh, it just happens. She's the babe. I know. <laughs> um, and I work with her you know, different instances. So I've seen the growth of the brand and she is a personal brand and the food medic is also, she wants, you can see, I don't know exactly, but you can see from the outside that she wants to develop into something bigger where she is behind it. Mm. But it's his own thing. So it's what more and more people are doing because you could agree with me and I'm passing the ball again to you. You know, even just doing things at the events, obviously it's still you. It's slightly different. You have to organize more than just kind of rocking up. But it adds something different to your play. Yeah. And it kind of adds a bit of variety. Can we mention the podcast? Yes. Okay, so the podcast, I just kind of like muttered, can we mention the podcast? Yeah, this, is, this, is, this will be new. Exactly, we'll be just coming out. Yeah. Just coming out. We'll be it's literally dropping out. when you're yeah, listening. Hopefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, manifesting into the universe. Come on. Come on, baby girl. Uh, we got this. Yes. Wait, so my, my, said this. my podcast, yes. They're all different things that require time and therefore are part of your brand. Absolutely. And that's actually something I've been thinking a lot about lately is how much time we put into bettering our business or bettering our career goals. Mm -hmm. And we put all of this time in that we're not getting paid for. True. In the hope that something will happen. (laughs) Please. Can I sustain myself, please? (laughs) Love me. (laughs) Love me. It's true though. It's true. It's just, well, what it is as well, is all all aside from betterment, it's just literally showering people with value. Yeah. Which is a good thing. I love giving people value, but I think it's, um, the reason why I love my boyfriend is because it's like the sound of reason. Sometimes it's like, it's all well and groovy, but why are you making out of this? And, Again, that's pretty much the end of the spectrum. Somebody that works for somebody else and they always done. Mm-hmm. Done a bit of freelancing, but very mm-hmm. minimum. So, and also as a designer, so everything is pretty much, you know, it yeah. is like, you know, it's quite easy to understand that. So, it's much more like, well, you're getting this from that. Yeah. Whereas exactly. 90% of what we do, if you think about it, is just <laughs> free for all. <laughs> well, the videos that you do also on, you know, on your Instagram and stuff like that, it probably takes you, some of them might take you 10 minutes, but still. Yeah. Maybe another 10 minutes to put it up. Yeah. Maybe you edit it and then maybe you put the music on. Mm-hmm. It's just, is that overshowering the value? And sometimes it's good to have other people just to ask us, okay, um, how are you going to actually kind of like see the results from this? Yeah. That's what I ask most of my clients when I talk to them. I'm like, I love you. You want to do this? Everybody wants to do a YouTube channel now. So I'm like, I love the idea. Great. What's in it for your brand? Mm-hmm. Exposure. I'm like, how? How are you going to measure that? Uh, I'm like, don't do it. Wait. And then when you have more time, when you have a, a clearer path for it, like, for, for example, just to give an idea for our podcast, obviously, we're going to talk about us. At the beginning, we talk a bit about what we're up to, the new courses that we have, the membership, or any event that we're doing. Trying to get people to know more about what mm-hmm. we do, which is actually paid content. Yeah. That we highly value, but obviously, we want to give people a bit more context on that. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting way to get people to understand what we do mm-hmm. a bit more. Mm-hmm. It's still a bit more subtle. But it's a way to grow the brand that we can actually start start to measure. 
and um, as you say, betterment is good, but then you're also like, sometimes you feel like you're doing all of this, and then you don't have more time to do the things that you are supposed to be paid for. Yeah. But I also think, in my life, it definitely comes in peaks and troughs of where I want to put my energy into what kind of work. Yeah. And sometimes I can decide that with, like, if I have a kind of slightly quieter period, I know where I want to put my energy and what I want to work on. And then other times it's determined by what jobs come in. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, my boyfriend actually did the exact same when I played him our, like, we did a test podcast recording. Yeah. And it was just Serena and I who are doing the podcast with just us chatting and kind of interviewing each other. And then he listened to it and he said, why does anyone care about you? <laughs> Which sounds <laughs> brutal. It's true though. But I thought, you know what, you're so right. No one will care about this at all. It might be really fun for me and her to just be chatting and giggling, giggling away. But for our first episode, we were like, yeah, it shouldn't be us. You're so right. Well done, Piers. You're so right. And he comes from an advertising background as well. So, yeah, he's got that, like, need to see the results. Where's it going? <laughs> did that... Sorry, you did the test just to test your stuff. You were you talking together or we were testing the idea of just you chatting and then you changed the format thanks to that? Um, both. We tested it to see how one to use the programs. Yeah. And um, we thought that our first episode would be us interviewing each other but now we thought no then that's good mm. that's exactly mm. and I think one of the things that sometimes we forget which I say everywhere whenever you I'm speaking or talking to somebody well people don't really want to hear about you no they want to hear about how you can help them yes and so, sometimes you're just leading by example I want to be you tell me how can I be you yeah sounds really silly but I think especially coming back to the world that we're talking about right now in a more like physical body and not just like how you look but also how you feel the confidence or even just like what you can achieve with your body put it this mm. way as well some of these things you want to be more like the other person mm-hmm. you want to be like what you're saying therefore tell me how to be like that 90% of the time is very very subconscious you wouldn't know so once you understand what people can get out of it then you can say okay this is kind of like an exchange of value where I'm giving you this value which I know you want and this is the value that I'm going to try and get back from you. Never, you know, in a, in a way that it kind of feels right for me. Um, but yeah, that's the problem. Sometimes we kind of forget that. And we just... And that's the thing. It's not a bad thing if it wasn't taking time off you. It's like, okay, if you want to chat away and just get 10 people to listen to yeah. it, it's great. But then you're like, okay, is it really worth all the time we're going to spend on this? Absolutely. So where, where are you at now with the podcast? Obviously, this is way before even this podcast is going to be out. Yes. So, so at the moment, we are we booked our dates for recording um, and we're hopefully launching in September. Yay! Yay! It's what time that we think it is, so please say that. Oh gosh, yes. People don't think that. And we started discussing it in maybe February. Yeah, yeah. And I also think if I were doing this by myself and without my friend Serena, it probably wouldn't even be out this year. <laughs> Thank God I've got her to be like, right, we're actually going to do this. We <laughs> start doing this. Start booking people in. Um, yeah, it's it's time consuming. You don't even think about it. I think I think it's a, again, and I would expect people to understand it, but sometimes you kind of take things for granted. Yeah, I've done too in the past, so I know. And this one, literally, I think I said it before, also in, in the podcast, literally was just like the universe was just like banging on my door, saying, "Just bloody do it, mate." Just do it. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, just okay, do it, girl. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um. But I know, that's why I know exactly how long it takes. So I was like, nope, no, 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 no. We tried and I was like, no, no, no. So and a year after, actually, we did the first recording of a different type, just like you did. And then both me and Samantha works for us. We said, no, let's let's park it. Mm. And then we come back with mm. it. Now, just because I felt, okay, it's right and I can do it my own way. Instead of doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, very true. But thank you for saying that because, again, I keep saying, but obviously I need somebody else to back me up on that. Because it's a great idea. Podcasts are great and it's a great way to communicate and to get people to know you. But you have to plan. Yes. So much planning. And those plans, you'll think something's working and you'll be like, yes, it's definitely going that direction. And then you'll, most of my ideas come in Shavasana. <laughs> and I'll suddenly think, no, that's not that's not gonna work. We need to switch that up completely. So yeah, it's it's like a it's like a plant that Cute. you need to take a lot of care of. Sometimes you need to 
give it some space. Sometimes you need to play classical music. <laughs> what plant are you thinking? Is there? I mean, you have no. loads of plants. I mean, in that your one, but... Yeah, I have a lot of plants here, but they all look pretty sad at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> we were away in Italy week week before last, and um, my housemate was also away. And my biggest thing was my plants are all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> they they do care. Like that's the thing. I think it's a massive tangent, but <laughs> it's about a CLC, mate. It's CLC yeah. babes. So it kind of yeah, makes it makes so sense, true. you know, TLC yeah. in your business and your life and your practice for your plants. They're a good way to remind you that TLC exactly. is key. Exactly. I, th- I think I like to say, you know what? Because we're looking at a more sterile plant, just like my Tommy. Oh bless, little Tommy. <laughs> Which is literally like one of the stars of my Instagram. Um but I'm looking at your Monstera plant, who's also massive. Is that um He's Swiss gone cheese out plant. of control. You can just literally Google them if you don't know what it looks like. And and I think business can be a bit like that. <laughs> Sometimes you don't realise that things are growing or the things are happening and then you look and there's like twenty new leaf and roots. You're come so everywhere. right, because I didn't even notice those roots until you pointed them out, right? Yeah. Roots come everywhere, it starts growing crazy, you know, you don't realise maybe there's too much sun, too little sun, so you know. He is me, he is rooting. Yeah, yeah. We wanna we need to root <laughs> and at the same time as soon as we root we'll grow yes, really fast. Multiply. So we need to make sure that we take care of that. Even if it means pruning a bit. Which he needs. Now the plant is going to look at me and be like, no, mate. No, you're not going to touch me now. <laughs> I don't like it. are quite ominous now over there. <laughs> now we're talking about it. <laughs> so when it comes... Oh, I want to ask you, actually. ask you about the Savasana thing. So what do you do if you have a great idea and you're still mid-Savasana? Do you actually wait until the end, shake it off, and then you write it down yeah, somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, I won't get up mid-Savasana. That's like... <laughs> That's No, I imagine that. No, but I'll like keep my eyes closed and be like, remember that, remember that, remember that, remember that, and then leave the yoga studios. And sometimes, you know, I have a good idea if I'm not that chatty to the yoga teacher afterwards, which I always try to be because I love people who talk to me after my class. Yeah. But if I'm not that chatty, I'll just leave and write straight my notes. <laughs> and actually. So this weekend I was doing Offline 48, which is what Venetia does. Um, And I started on Friday night, obviously, at 8pm. So it's going offline for 48 hours, 8pm on Friday till Sunday, 8pm. And Friday I was by by, by by myself all day, working from home, and just I hadn't spoken to anyone. Also didn't have plans that evening, my boyfriend was out, and I thought, God, I'm literally just going to be alone by myself, I can't go on my phone, I can't go on my laptop, I can't, I'm not really supposed to watch TV, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? So I booked myself into a, a lovely Friday evening yin yoga class, so really gentle, and I went to the class, and I turned my phone off at eight, the class was at eight, and I went, and afterwards, I just suddenly like felt all this stuff, and wanted to tell people everything that I was feeling, and I thought, <laughs> I can't tell anyone anything. <laughs> this is awful. Oh my gosh. I just want to like message my mum or message my friend and be like, wow, I just felt all this stuff. And I couldn't, sometimes I record on my phone like a little voice note where I write down in notes. So I had Cute. to keep hold of everything, cycle home, make dinner because I was starving, and then write in my journal all of the stuff that I felt. And I just like wrote for ages. But um, yeah, my best things come during yoga. That's great. It teaches you a lot about, like, I think some of us really struggle finding the space for ideas. It's because Mm. we don't make the space for the ideas to come. Yes, very true. And as you say, even if it's just feelings, even if it's just like little nuggets that you kind of want to share with the world, I think we can get really frustrated, but then we, you kind of have a really good point with the 48 hours. Our attention is literally battling with everything that we're kind of pushed through it. Yeah, like, like emails and phones and stuff and we don't realise we just kind of come back to the phone or come back to the laptop or come back to the notifications so it's such such an important thing to mm. remember like when we give our brain the space yeah. it will flush through yeah <laughs> literally flush it's yeah. whoosh and flush it's whoosh and flush <laughs> and last night we sorry just to end this a little bit yeah, yeah. last night we were driving we've been away for the weekend from Saturday to Sunday evening we were driving back here to our house and I turned up, my, it was 8.30, so I was an, half an hour behind turning off my, on my phone. Turned it on, sort of looked at, removed all the junk emails that were <laughs> making me scared. And, <laughs> and then I just thought, oh, I'm just going to turn it off again. And I turned it off, and then we were driving back, we drive back by 
let's all park, park near us. And I said to my boyfriend, I'm just going to get out of the car and walk. You can hold on to my phone. I'm going to walk home. It makes this sound like we have a really weird relationship. But I just needed a little bit more time without my phone yeah. to walk home before the start of the week and to be like, right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the week. <laughs> I've had my space and I kind of needed like a little debrief in my head. And I say my best thing is company when I'm in yoga or shavasana, also when I'm walking without my phone. Oh yes, walking Always. is good. Yeah. Walking is good. Always. But yeah, anyway. No, it's, it's a very good point. Like, I was, when I wrote in the, in my book, my first book, Make an Impact, I mentioned it because some people don't know which one it is. So <laughs> I might as well mention the name. But in Make an Impact, I talk about, um, you know, power of them, why ideas come in the shower and why a lot of ideas come from walking and why Rihanna Huffington walks everywhere, lol, because Rihanna can. And she does, like, walking meetings and stuff. Really? Oh, lovely. I know, right? I would love that. I mean, it's great. I mean, unfortunately, we can only walk in recording because life. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so nice, though, wouldn't it? We need it's to great. create, like, a headset thing that we can... Sound can be... And just, like, and just, just walk. Get really close. Oh, I would so love that. With a coffee in your hand as well. Cute. <laughs> yeah. But, no, walking is such a powerful tool. Mm. Like, I, again, I probably am not as much as subscribing to what you said because actually I love walking with my phone because I put it under the server and I just write. It's just the easiest way for me. Like that, I'm probably going into cafes if I'm writing a book. So it depends on what I'm writing. But I find that I'm writing much better when I am just walking. So unfortunately I need the phone because of those reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I'm the same. Like my best creative ideas because for most of me, for me, is either writing or creating uh, courses and stuff. So there's a lot of it is just still creation. As long as I have something that I can write it in, mm. I'm happy. Mm. And notifications and stuff makes me really anxious. And I think it's one of those things that we need to realise when you are the CEO of your business, whether it's a business or a personal brand, it's hard to structure ourselves enough to make the time to manage and the time to make. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. We tend to, I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I also want to hear your opinion. Sometimes we tend to do it all whenever we can. Yeah. And we don't realise that... Um, you know, if you are only a manager, it's fine. But unfortunately, unfortunately, people that I'm talking to, unless they're startups, obviously, which we have some in the podcast, but some of them are content creators. Or, again, people that love to create stuff. And we can't create if you're consistently, constantly, not consistently, if you're constantly on a manager mode. Mm. Manage, manage, mm-hmm. manage, manage, manage. Admin, emails, notifications, respond, yeah. talk to But you're person. kind of, like, going on that, you're kind of like four roles in one. Yeah. Exactly. With yourself. You you're managing yourself and you need guidance from yourself. It's like a constant... People don't realise. I mean, I think sometimes we don't realise that. It's just not a case of... Because you have to protect the time where you can be most creative, whichever way it is. Mm-hmm. Whichever way you actually put it out there. Because otherwise you can't be at your best. when you Because people will buy into that. That's the funny thing. There's all the stuff that you have to do, which because we have, in order to at least keep things ticking and not going insane and be overstressed. And also we need to cherry the step time to create the content that people want and they resonate with. Yeah. I kind of find that's that's one of the things that we forget sometimes. Yeah. I have one more question. Go on. Last question. Yes. Ready? Yes. Born ready. All right. Born ready. So (laughs) ask it to everybody. So if you could have brunch with anyone, dead or alive, who would that be? I know. So you know, well, you know what? I, I used to have an answer to this, and it was it used to be Stephen Fry. Oh. Um, and then I worked with Stephen Fry and on a show back mm. in my theatre days. So, and that kind of went out the window. And when you just asked me that, this is really, really, really boring because I get to do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually just thought my boyfriend. <laughs> it's not boring. No, it's all right. But that's, I know that I'd feel my calmest, my happiest. Sorry to all the people I haven't met out there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dead or alive. Like, how mad is that? He knows knows that I say that and that's a big thing. But yeah, I would just say my boyfriend. That's perfect. That's great. Would you make him brunch or are you actually get him out to buy you brunch? We're going to go out and eat it together. Cute. In the sunshine. Cute. Like a picnic brunch. 
No, we'll go to we'll go to a cafe. <laughs> we'll go to a cafe and then like no. <laughs> Well, you're in a beautiful area of London where you can actually get loads of yeah, exactly. Cafe, so. Yeah, oh, that's a thermal. I should probably come up with something better. <laughs> I love that one. Well, that's the one that stays. Thank you're gonna be so smart. <laughs> Thank you so much, my darling. Thank you for having me, Fab. Oh, it's my you're pleasure. Amazing. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Make an Impact Show. For more info on the HBC, head to our socials at hbloggers.com or go to our website, healthbloggerscommunity.com. Now, get out there and be awesome.